0: Section Twenty Two, of United States Senate Election, Expulsion, and Censure Cases, seventeen ninety three to nineteen ninety, by Ann M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joanne Turner. Case Twenty, John M. Clayton, seventeen ninety six to eighteen fifty six, Delaware. Spencer Jarnigan, seventeen ninety two to eighteen fifty three. Tennessee, Walter T. Colquitt, 1799 to 1855. Georgia, censure case, March 12, 1846, to March 16, 1846. Issues, allegations of disloyalty. Chronology, referred to committee, March 12, 1846. Committee report, March 16, 1846. Senate vote, March 16, 1846. Result? Not censured. Background. At the beginning of 1846, the United States and Great Britain were locked in a bitter dispute over the location of a permanent boundary for the Oregon Territory. The rapid migration of American farmers into the region after 1842 increased the importance of settling this long-standing dispute. Prominent Whigs, including Daniel Webster of Massachusetts, who in 1842 had negotiated a settlement for the main boundary, urged that the Oregon boundary should run along the 49th parallel. Expansionists in the Democratic Party countered with demands that the entire territory north to 54 degrees 40 minutes, be taken by force if necessary. This latter goal became part of the 1844 Democratic Party platform, and President James K. Polk, a Democrat, displayed an unyielding attitude in pursuit of the whole territory in his first message to Congress in December 1845 the resolution to terminate joint United States-British occupation of the territory sparked a two-month Senate filibuster at the beginning of 1846. In this climate, the first issue of the Washington Daily Times, under the editorship of Hiram H. Robinson, appeared on February 2, 1846. In a bid to win administration printing patronage, Robinson took as his primary issue the acquisition of Oregon, and devoted editorials and long articles to the Oregon debate in Congress. Early in March, the Times published allegations that a cabal of Whigs and anti administration Democrats was plotting with the British minister to force the president into a compromise over Oregon. Look to the Senate, Robinson's editorials warned repeatedly, without identifying individual senators suspected of traitorous activity. Statement of the case Amid charges that some of its members were guilty of treason, the Senate on March 12th responded to Robinson's demand for an investigation by appointing a committee under the chairmanship of Spencer Jarnigan. Whig of Tennessee. Three specific areas emerged as concerns of the committee. The Times charged that during a dinner at the residence of the British minister, several senators had engaged in improper conversations about the Oregon negotiations. Additionally, John Clayton, Whig of Delaware, seated at the host's table, was said to have detailed the strength of the pro-British group by a, quote, count of their noses, unquote. The third charge specified that shortly before the English steamer Cambria departed for home, the British minister met with a group of Whigs in the capital and discussed how soon the Senate could vote on the Oregon question. The Times' evidence rested on the testimony of several witnesses the committee summoned Robinson and publisher Jesse Dow to prove their accusations. Surprisingly, the two journalists decided to divulge their sources. According to historian Donald A. Ritchie, quote, it was a foolish decision, since each of the witnesses they called, a naval officer, a Senate doorkeeper, lobbyists, and other journalists, had everything to lose and nothing to gain by corroborating the Times' allegations against the Senate. Under oath, each witness denied knowledge of a plot. Dow and Robinson's case and credibility immediately collapsed. Response of the Senate After Chairman Jarnigan stepped aside because he was implicated, along with Clayton and Walter Colquitt, Democrat of Georgia, Thomas Hart Benton, Democrat of Missouri, drafted the committee's report, which was presented on March sixteenth. Although Robinson had suggested several names, the committee identified only three senators. It refused to call the others, but sent each a letter explaining that the Times had mentioned them in the allegations. Based on denials by various Whig senators, Benton's report dismissed the charge that a group met with the British minister in the Capitol. Further, when the Whigs withdrew a motion to hasten the Oregon debate, it appeared unlikely that party members were seeking to force a Senate decision by a date promised to the British. The committee noted that while Robinson admitted writing all the articles, he had no personal knowledge of the truth of any of the events. Convinced that all the charges were journalistic inventions, the committee recommended that Editor Robinson, Publisher Dow, and all their reporters be suspended from the Senate gallery. Daniel S. Dickinson, Democrat of New York, protested, not for the newspaper, but in defense of freedom of the press, Riley noting that, quote, no senator had ever been slain by a paper bullet, unquote. Regardless, the Senate on March 16th accepted the recommendation of the committee. Conclusion The episode appeared to have no significant impact upon the careers of the individual senators involved. Walter Colquitt resigned in 1848. He died in Macon, Georgia, in 1855. Spencer Jarnigan lost a bid for re-election and returned to Tennessee to practice law. He lived in Memphis until his death in 1853. John Clayton resigned from the Senate in 1849 to assume the office of Secretary of State. In 1853, when Clayton returned to the Senate, his enemies once again raised cries of, quote, sell out to the British, unquote, for the former Secretary's controversial management of the Clayton-Bulware Treaty. Clayton died in 1856 before completing his Senate term. Permanent expulsion of the Times from the Senate gallery ended any hope that it might obtain vital government printing patronage. Within a few days of the Senate's decision, Jesse Dow announced the demise of his month-old newspaper. End of Case 20 and of Section 22